millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Always look on the bright side of life, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. England are out, but Morocco have made history. It's Sunday, 11th of December. I'm Marcus Spella. I'm Luke Moore. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Pete Donaldson. Oh, hello, everybody. Hard. <laughs> Here we are once again. It's a similar, it's slightly different perhaps, but it's still ultimately the same feeling. We've yeah. done a few of these, haven't I we? Know, hey? yeah. 15 years, we've done a few, haven't we? It's one of those ones where you go, ooh, this is, you know when they talk about lean on your experience? Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. It is one of those ones. Yeah. Uh, England have gone, Peter. They've gone. They've gone. Mm. That, uh, that lad eating a baguette in the stand. That he's had in his tent for about three weeks. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked a painful <laughs> chew, that didn't it? Yeah. Why did he only start it at the very end? Yeah, I don't know. I did, well, he just knew that the points were secure, or the the passage was secure. The I'd, points. I'd like to have. I'd like to have seen um, as he broke into the baguette for the first time. Yeah. Obviously dressed as a stereotypical Frenchman, mm. enjoying himself. I'd like to have seen that bloke who looked like a bit like Steve McLaren yeah. just come into shot and just, <laughs> just tear a chunk out of his neck with his yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a. They've gone, they've gone feral. They were they've good. Gone feral. They were good. All gnashes, I mean, there, yeah. there were a few shots in that crowd last night, and I thought, yeah, uh, I've got a yoga on. That's, that's the thing, and, and Pete's, Pete's dog whistled that, but I'm going to say it explicitly. Mm. 
Love some... England, don't like the fans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's too explicit. Now you've gone too far the other way. Why don't you but like Marcus, me? Some of the people in the crowd that look terrible, <laughs> does that make you feel slightly better that they're having a bad time? Not at all. Okay. No. I'm okay, upset. Right. England lost, obviously, 2-1 to France. And I have, I have to be honest, when when I think it was at half-time when the, the, when the cameras did pan around the crowd and we saw... The, uh, the sort of Steve McLaren lookalike, I thought, I think we're going to be all right. Yeah. And Made we feel better. Not even he could do it. Uh, <laughs> it's the seventh time England have been eliminated at the quarterfinal stages of the World Cup, more than any other side in history. Uh, so, you know, something to be uh, but plen- plen- proud of there. <laughs> but plenty of nations would be absolutely delighted to get to the quarterfinal, wouldn't they? Mm. Yes. I mean, we were. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> Days ago, we were. For, for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, indeed, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, dear. And it, of course, that penalty miss from Harry Kane is the was the moment that condemned England to defeat. And yeah. let's, let's go there straight away because despite, you know, England sort of playing quite well and so on, the fact of the matter is... It didn't start well, did they? It didn't start well. didn't start no. brilliantly, no. But when all, when all said and done about the match and the referee, you know, he had a shocker, let's be honest, but England still were given two penalties. Yeah. And France, the first goal was, was a great strike. I might say Pickford maybe do a touch better and whatnot, but you can't take... I don't think you can take anything away from uh, many. Um, the France, the French winner was was a glorious bit of play. France created two moments of quality. Mm. They did, and England didn't. England, you know, England did. Get, England were really given two gift penalties. Yeah. Really, Saka was lovely play. He kind of earned it. Yeah, but yeah. that's the difference for me. Absolutely, and it comes back to this issue that we seem to have in these games of, of scoring from open play. We mm. find it really, really difficult. And I actually felt, you know, when it was at one-one, there were points where England felt like they were they were the better team. They were on top. It felt like actually maybe we are going to go and carve something out, and we we nearly did. But we never quite managed it. And as you say, it is, it is those those moments. And in a game like this, often it feels like we're sort of sh- way behind, you know, mm-hmm. the opposition. Mm. And I think it's marginal now. The margins are thick margins, yep. but mm. but it isn't the same as, as it's been in the past where you look at a performance like this and you look at the national team and think, you've got to rip it up and start again. Now it feels like we have to be patient. Yeah. It feels like, you know, it's, it's still on the right track despite, despite the loss. And I think the penalty situation is... I mean, I wasn't surprised he missed, to be honest. It felt yeah, too, I know what you mean. The pressure felt <clears throat> absolutely huge, even on an experienced head like Harry Kane. And it always feels like penalties are going to get you somehow. But I think the gut punch of a miss like that, however much you prepare for a game, they said they've been preparing for this fixture for two years. Mm-hmm. With, you know, however many minutes it was left, about 12 minutes was it left when he, when he missed the penalty? No, like, no, no, it was about five minutes. Right, okay. Minutes, even, yeah. okay but he, yeah, he well, took it in the 87th or 87th minute. Right, with, yeah. you know, with, with any time, obviously, knowing that that's going to yeah. be quite, quite large in this World Cup. But... I, I just don't think you can mentally prepare for that. The, mm. the the players looked deflated, really, in a way that clearly they tried to pick themselves up. They kept trying to score a goal and they kept trying to get something out of it. But I just, no amount of prep can ready you for that situation. Well, yeah, I mean, before the game, I remember thinking if it did go to penalty, you got a penalty. Obviously, Kane and Lloris know each other very, very well. And Kane always does that penalty, doesn't he? When, it, when he needs to score, he whips it to the goalkeeper's right. Because mm. he tried. If one can forget, he actually missed the penalty in the Euro semi-final when he went the other side. He scored the rebound, of course. Yeah. So the first one, you think, okay, there's the whip. But actually, and, and I was surprised Lloris went the other side. Maybe Lloris thought, ah, okay, he always does that. He's going to go the other side. Had Lloris gone Kane's side, despite the pace and, and the placement, like it could have been saved. Because when Kane stuffs it in the top corner, no keeper can yeah, save that. It wasn't quite as in the top corner you see what as I mean? and when I, you first saw and it. And yeah. I think Kane, when he steps up the second time, is kind of like, ah, now what do you do? And I turned to my mate and said, he should go down the middle. That's what it, that's what we should mm. do. Now, look, I'm sitting at my sofa at home for crying yeah. out loud. Packet crisps. Uh, indeed, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, with, with Kane, he's obviously thought, I need to stuff this in the top corner. Oh, ultimately, it's moot because he he, he said mm. himself he didn't execute it. So he hit he didn't hit the target. It was about a yard yeah. over oh, and, the bar. And clearly, he is an excellent penalty taker. Yeah, yeah. He tried to score. But look, you know, with regards to the game, I mean, there was a period in that second half 
where France suddenly were not making passes. They looked a bit shaky. rattled, yeah, yeah, yeah. And England were on top, and there was the Maguire header that came off the post, and there was that cross from Shaw, and Saka came in, and it kind of sort of cannoned off him. It was a bit of a tricky one, and... and You've got to score when you're on top, and that was the window of opportunity. It was, and I think Pete and I were chatting about it on the old WhatsApp last night. And I said, I said initially after the game that I didn't think England carved out that much, but then and Pete disagreed. And I think I actually I agree, Pete was right. I watched it back again this morning. Clip that, yeah. <laughs> and, and although you guys talked about these two key things that France did, which I totally agree with, of course, because that's how they scored both their goals. England did actually create a bit. I mean, that, that role that came over up in Meccano was mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that was really, if you watch that again in slow motion, Kane did everything right. He lifts it over Lloris and it just brushes his mm. underarm. Lloris had a great game. He did have a really good game. Um, and so that was a great save that, you know, look, on another day, mm-hmm. that's an inch to the left and it's a goal. Sure. It's literally a goal. Yeah. So, and you've got the Rashford free kick at the end, which mm-hmm. is just over the bar. Um, you got a great save that Lloris makes where I think it was Kane again who smashed one hard it took a slight defection and Lloris makes a good save So Lloris made a great save from Bellingham as well but then yeah, he did. He was did. called into action because Giroud had a great chance and it was a oh, difficult so, one to so, take so it was a game of chances Yeah, and the chances were capitalised upon in France and they weren't by England and just to go back to something that Jim said a second ago which I totally agree with this is a, this is a game that Marcus and I previewed going into it um, the day before and we said it was a 50-50 game Right, mm-hmm. it's hard to pick. It's going to be whoever you know, takes makes the most of it, and um, that's exactly how it transpired. And France made the most of it. England didn't. It doesn't mean England need to sack the manager, mm-hmm, do yeah. something completely different, change their philosophy, all the stuff that the media always talks about, or, and we have been included in that over the years. It just means that only one team can win the World Cup. You got you got to remember that thirty one teams go home disappointed, some more than others, and they come up against a really good side. And on the night, they probably just came the short. best side. Yeah, and on the night yeah. they just fell short. So. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I, I would, I would, I would, I would say that you know, on another day you play that game again. I mean, someone on the radio yesterday, I think it might have been Julian Aron, said, um, "Play that game another nine times, and England mm. would probably win eight of them." Yeah, that's how he felt agree. as a Frenchman. So, so you, you've got you've got to look at it both ways. As a ways, Frenchman employed by the BBC, yeah, well, true. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, but fair, I think, fair, I, fair I, I think I think you can sort of look at the tournament and sort of go uh, like two things. It was there for the taking because mm-hmm. there's yeah. nobody left that you wouldn't yeah. you'd be massive. That, and fear, I think that's a real fearful sickness. of. I think, but yeah. it, that, it was always been the case though when we've got really, really mm-hmm. this uh, this far. I would you would argue that that, that although Gazakhet probably got his tactics a little bit wrong uh, against it, then he sat sat back a little bit and tried to yeah. defend the lead. I think um, even then, I think it, Italy weren't anything any any mm-hmm. great shakes really. So. With, with with France, if you were going to take the two squads and sort of go right, what squad would you rather? I'm sorry, like respective ages of their leading lights. I would mm. say when you've got players like Jude Bellingham coming through, mm. I'd prefer the yeah. England squad. I thought they've defended uh, r- really uh, tidily at times, and it was just two goals that on another day yeah. w- wouldn't have wouldn't have found their target. I was I was really really pleased with the performance, and the, and I think they dominated France well, in, in 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 many many aspects. I think that's Agreed. definitely a takeaway. I mean, in the mass of WhatsApp messages, I'm sure everybody had last night. The the general vibe, obviously not. Not 100%, but the general vibe did seem to be... Yeah, it's 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 just not gone our way. It was I a good performance. But I the, think it's I think it's telling from like the divorce dads who usually ring up Talksport at like eight o'clock and me driving in and listening. Um, I'm not like, divorced yet, by the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't where I left the house this morning. They they sort of uh, like I think even they're kind of like staring into the abyss where where they'd usually be Gareth Southgate out. Yeah. I think they're staring at the abyss of like no, there was the one of them. There was there was, there was, a, them. There was a couple, but yeah. but yeah. I think but I think they're staring at the abyss and going, I mean, who who you've got to replace them with someone? Yeah, who's who's going to come in? 
in national level, you don't need a manager. You need yeah. a dad. Yeah, you are right. Not a divorced one. Not a divorced one. You need a dad on the pitch as well. And I think Jordan Henderson played that role fantastically last night. I, but I, um, I, I thought I thought Henderson was was a, was his worker. It was great, but I just think he looked a bit headless chickeny for me. I, 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 I don't think he was great. I quite enjoy the way that he seems to uh, t- seem to work with with Rice and Bellingham. But that's a separate point from mm. what I wanted to make because I think actually there are still going to be people saying Southgate out. They don't get it, etc., etc., etc. But as you touched on, Pete, at international level, it is consistency that you need. Deschamps is a perfect example. Yogi Love before as well. I think mm. it would be silly to to you know get rid of Southgate now. It would it, it would be it would be Southgate's decision. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, he has a contract until the Euros, doesn't he? Which has been, yeah. been mentioned a lot. Um, but I think it would it you know. It makes so much more sense to keep it consistent. There's, the team are better now than when he took over. And so they've developed every definitely. tournament. I mean, you, again, you think about four years ago in, in Russia, it was very much, let's just stick to this position and see how far we can kind of go and, mm. and, and work on set pieces, rightly so. Um, the, the Euros was better than mm. the World Cup, and this World Cup, I would actually argue, was better than the Euros in, in terms and, of and, playing. And they definitely played better. Yeah. Go back to what Jim says. Look at how France go out of the 2014 World Cup mm-hmm. quarterfinal. Germany mm-hmm. probably played better. Yep. Lost one nil. Yep. Deschamps was manager, stuck with him. Mm-hmm. You can't. And Yoga loves another good example. So I think there is a precedent there. Mm. But I think also if we're going to talk about the game itself and talk about the performance, say how proud we are of England, which I think we should be. Mm-hmm. And Marcus, you're absolutely right. They played in the front foot. I said as well. We, well, you and I said going into the game, we want them to play a back four. We want them to stick to what they're good mm-hmm. at. We want them to go toe to toe. We want to back ourselves. Toe to toe with the best team in the competition. Exactly. And, and they did that. And another day they would have won. Mm-hmm. France were good in the, in the key moments. They That's were. the problem. Yeah. And and you, and you look at, there's a couple of things I would say about that. One is, the two, you talk about the goals that France scored. In the, I think there was a foul in the build-up, but it wasn't given, and there's still mm. plenty of opportunities for England to defend beyond I, I, that. I don't so feel you, particularly aggrieved fine. by that. I, 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 I was at the time, but now yeah. I agree. <clears throat> but look at what happens. If you watch it back again, everyone listening at home, if you fancy it, you look at it again. When a ball comes down the left flank, mm-hmm. it comes to Mbappe, Three players go around them. That's right. Yeah, they, they've obviously been told yeah. he's the danger guy. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what happens in the game is throughout in these key moments, and and in, and when when Germany eventually scores that goal, the ball is shuffled across and it comes back again, and it's a nice strike. And I think the keeper should have done better. The point I'm not making isn't that Mbappe caused the goal. But what he does is shows you a great example mm-hmm. of the mentality England were in. Walker's there. Yeah. Bellingham comes over, I think, and it's Rice. It might have been Henderson, but it's three players, mm-hmm. which leaves a massive space for Griezmann. Mm-hmm. In that in that particular instance, Griezmann isn't used. He, he doesn't really play a key part of it. Mm-hmm. But that shows you exactly what they were dealing with and, and what was on their mind defensively. And it's easy for us to sit there and come out come out and say, you know, we should go toe-to-toe, we should try really hard. We should... Because even when Mbappe's not necessarily being key, and of course he didn't score... Um, didn't provide an assist or anything mm-hmm. last night, but he's on your mind the whole time yeah. as a decoy. And then in the second goal, mm-hmm. England don't get out to Griezmann. Yeah. And then, and he plays an amazing ball in because he was he was probably player of the match last night. In fact, almost certainly was. He plays an amazing ball in which Giroud can hoover up for breakfast, lunch. But Giroud's dinner. great, right? I mean, it gets in between the two centre-halves. It's classic yeah. forward play. But two but minutes but after having done the same thing as well. Exactly, yeah. but look how close Maguire is to him. Mm-hmm. He's close enough yeah. for the headers to come off him, yeah. mm. but he's just not that yeah. close. Yeah. And he can't get ahead of him. And even though the ball comes off Maguire and goes mm-hmm. in, he was touched tight, yeah. but just not quite there. Probably inches away again. Yeah. And you go back to the Hugo Lloris save on Kane, that's inches. Yeah. Kane puts the ball yep. over the bar at a penalty. Yep. It's very, very, very yeah, slim yeah, yeah. margins. There's no point overanalyzing it. It just goes that um, way sometimes. And yet yeah, you talk right. about Deschamps and, 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 and Yogi Love. Like, they were in the job six years before they won anything. Yeah, exactly. So like, and, and that's 
pretty much where Gareth Lackett is, you know, maybe six, seven years he's been in the we've job. We've been in this job 15 like, years, but we're not on the We're still looking for our win. We, we, been, we might go, but it'll be on our terms. We've been nominated. <laughs> Have England been nominated? I don't know. <laughs> but but you look at how kind of like st- how they, they've kind of been beset by like setbacks all the time, injuries mm. and stuff in, mm. in previous times. Like that Ben White situation could have derailed that mm. whole Sterling, situation. Yeah. Or Sterling to a lesser extent, because sure. obviously that was. But Ben White's clearly a clash of personalities there. That could have derailed the whole mm. uh, the, the, the whole endeavour. So I I I love him as uh, as England manager. I think um, I, th- yeah. I think we're lucky to have him. But I yeah, think I we agree. are. And I think if you look at the England, I mean, the thing is, I, I agree with everything that's been said there. There will be a lot of feeling this morning, and certainly was last night. Of yeah, 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 but it didn't go for us. Yeah, yeah, but that ceiling's still there. Yeah, that ceiling's still that we, we England just can't. And look, you're right about the inches, but the inches didn't go our way again. Well, so well, the more well, things change, the more it doesn't feel like a historical. Thing. It doesn't right. feel like a. You but know, it doesn't. Though, years it, of it doesn't feel like that. It does. And what I would say is to to give every bit of England fans a bit of hope and whatnot is. Well, firstly, the Euros is only a year and a half away. Yeah. So it's only 18 months. Think about the last Euros final. It was 18 months ago. So, you know, it, it, it seems like... Uh, what well, you're saying, the answer is more tournaments, more frequently. Yeah, exactly. Yes. More football. Can, can, can I just... No, what I was going to say is, is, is that you look at this side, it's a young side. Yes, there will be one or two players who in two years' time, will they be still at the races? You know, Henderson, will he be able to put that type of energetic performance in? In the next World Cup, certainly not. But Kane still has two... Maybe three tournaments. It was Kane's best performance last night. Yeah, for England in, in and the, I'm, yeah, I'm, the I'm World gutted Cup for Kane, but you know we, we we talked about that. But Saka, Foden, Bellingham, Rice, Rice was great last night. You know, even Shaw. Um, okay, Carl Walker, who I thought did a great job. Um, you know, Reese James is going to come in. There's, yeah. there's a lot to the be new ones that just pop up. Indeed, yeah. There's <laughs> the and new I, ones, and, and of course France <laughs> will have new ones as well, and Spain will have new ones. I un- I understand all that, but I am saying right now, everybody. We're going to win the Euros. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. We're, 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 we're going to do it. We'll come on to that, but can I just make another point the, about the game itself just while we're here? Because I want to say two more things that I think really need to be said. One is that France were a weakened team last night. Yeah. A lot of players missing. Key players. Players that you would, you know, you'd want to see at a World Cup. But very, very adequate. Yeah, backups. but but I mean, ultimately... All players though? All the players? Yeah, but fine. But Giroud, Giroud wasn't even, wouldn't have started last night. You know, Chiamini wouldn't have started last night. You know, Probably all things been equal. Rabio may not have started last mm-hmm. night. Yeah, you know, they've got a kid playing at left back who's one of the. He's probably the worst defensive player in the knockout stages of the World Cup, <laughs> replacing yeah. his older brother, who's better than strange. him. Strange. He's not even the best player in his family, <laughs> and he's playing left back. And and then you've got Upamecano, who who um, was really poor last night. Which brings me on to the central point I want to make, which was that down that left flank, Mbappe, Hernandez, and Upamecano. It was like can't defend, won't defend. Mm-hmm. It was, Mbappe just is not interested in it, and he, and he, he's kind of industrious. And he, but the, but the problem is day. you can't you can't push on too much because again on the break, and that's the Mbappe yeah. factor. I I have never seen a defensive player at this level in the shape of uh, Teo Hernandez mm-hmm. get on the wrong side of an attacking player more often than I saw him do it. And 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 you, I, I honestly, I would honestly say. If if when I played the Sunday League as a kid, mm-hmm. if I had been on the wrong side as often as he was, I reckon I would have got hooked. Yeah, he, he was so poor, mm-hmm. and Saka had him on toast the whole time that I think it got to the point where it was almost if you don't score here, mm-hmm. if you don't score from open play from this, with with the way up Makano was trying up Makano, the way he defends for this France team is he tries to get everything, he tries to go in front and strike mm-hmm. all yeah. the time, and it's such a high risk thing to do. Mm-hmm. And against a player like Kane, you saw it when Kane rolled him in the penalty area. Like there's so many opportunities there. So although we've said what we've said, and I think on another day it would it could have been different, and England should be proud. That was a real obvious weakness that I don't think England fully capitalised. So do you upon. think do you think that would be there where say Southgate kind of 
comes up short a little bit, or Steve Holland. I mean, again, they've been practicing for this. Perhaps it's a bit of confidence, maybe. Maybe a bit of confidence. I mean, yeah, you do. I mean, I thought France, the way they played it and the way England played it, of course, France clearly gave more attention to Jude Bellingham because often the ball that was on from the defence to the midfield was Jordan Henderson. And as Pete said, you know, I thought Henderson actually did well in terms of industry, but he's not going to maybe be as creative. They're much happier of him receiving it than they are Bellingham. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you, so you saw that. And England were a little bit ponderous in possession uh, coming out from the back at times, whereas France, when they wanted to kind of quickly move mm. up the field, they could do that. But as the game went on, you kind of thought, oh, actually, England, yeah, they are a bit ponderous and so on, but they're doing okay. I mean, th- there was chat about, you know, what about substitutions and so on. I, I thought it was a yeah. tricky one for Southgate because you think to yourself, no, we're, 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 England are doing all right here, actually. Who do you take off? That's the thing. You think, oh, well, we can bring on this player and this player, yeah, but who are you taking off, though? Yeah. And, of course, I, I think he probably went for, you know, the, the, the tired legs maybe with Foden and, and Sterling and sort of tried to mix it up. Rashford obviously scored a lot of goals at this tournament. So, so sorry for Jack Grealish coming on. Like, There's no way you're going to touch the ball here, Jack. Well, that was because Stones went off, you know. And the fact is, if England had have scored, I mean, they would have been terribly oh, uh, again, set it's up the, for the... But, Marcus, again, it's, it's the margins. I hope Saka had a knock. I mean that in the nicest possible mm. way because bringing yeah. him off was insane yeah. I, I think that um, you're right to say it was a tricky one because of the timing that France scored mm-hmm. you know, if England England <laughs> equalised 54 minutes there's a period of play of about 20 odd minutes where it's in the balance yeah. so you, you you can be forgiven for not being um, mm-hmm. brave there but then of course because Southgate's been criticised for not being brave in the past that kind of dogs him a bit mm-hmm. to be fair to him as soon as France score he makes changes mm-hmm. I don't think he should have taken Saka off if he had an injury that's fair enough that's the only excuse I can think of Um and I would also say, speaking of John Stones, John Stones wasted two and a half minutes of England's injury time. Mm-hmm. It, I don't care if your fucking legs hanging off. Mm-hmm. Get off. Yeah. Get off the pitch. You can't stay there. You know for a fact he's not, especially that ref as well. You're not good at. Well, you've got to get off. He did go to a hundred over a hundred minutes, so that was taken into account. But I understand but what you don't you mean. know it that's going to be the case. Well, it holds up the play. But yeah, I, I, yeah. And, and I also, I also, if I'm going to be super critical of England and super critical of of them on the pitch, um, I would say that. Sometimes in these types of games, and indeed in any type of game, you just get a referee who's, and if you're being super fair to mm-hmm. Sam Powell, you say, he's not refereeing the game in the way that you would particularly mm-hmm. like it refereed. He's mm-hmm. from a different continent, a different um, uh, confederation. Mm-hmm. He sees the game differently. It's not to say you know, there's anything untoward about it. He had a poor night, mm-hmm. but he referees the game in a way that, say, Premier League players aren't used to, right? you have to get out of your mind after literally about five minutes. You yeah. have to go, bang, it's not going to go for us. Mm-hmm. So I thought Bellium particularly wasted a lot of energy yep. complaining and complaining and complaining. Yep. And I thought, he ain't. I don't care what anyone says, a referee doesn't win or lose you a football match. Mm. He, hasn't got, he hasn't got enough influence to be able to, unless we're talking about brazen corruption in the, yeah. you know, in the, in the 30s or whatever. These days, they just don't have enough um, power to do so. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can afford, in a game of such fine margins as we keep saying, to waste even a percentage of energy doing what I thought Bellingham did far too often. I think so that's the only criticism I'd make of him, by the way, because I think he's probably... Well, he'll learn, he's young, of course. Yeah, I think, yeah and, and that just shows how, how green he is, I suppose, isn't it? It's kind of like, well, mm. he's never experienced... He's probably never been refereed by yeah. a, like, a, a character like that. But and also, I think I think Kane, I think, booked his ideas up in the second half. Like, he spent a lot of time just throwing himself to the ground. He wasn't going to get anything. No, he didn't no anything he's not going to give you it. He's not going to yeah. give you anything. Well, and I think that was... Yeah, that was poor from England because actually you start doing that, then the referee's going to think, no, yeah, I know what you're up it's to. It's not going to help it, is it? No, exactly. I say I think Southgate should absolutely stay and he should be um, mm-hmm. the, the, the whole thing should continue if that hasn't been made clear um, yeah. I think I would like to make that clear well he did say you know when asked about his future uh, he said whenever I finish these tournaments I need to 
time to make correct decisions because emotionally you go through so many different feelings. I want to make that contract, Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> fucking contract, DJ. Yeah. We will of... sue you to the fucking moon, mate. <laughs> sort of excited to see what he does next, really, because there are sort of players sort of on the outskirts. Tomorrow would be a good example as well, and, and Madison as well, who we didn't see at all in the tournament, who mm. might well be integrated into the squad now to with an eye on them being mm. present at the Euros. And, 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 and perhaps it's sort of uh, almost the way that he sort of treated players like Maguire. Um, and sort of said, look, you may be out of form, you may be out of favour at your club, mm. you you might still have a home here, you know what mm. I mean? So maybe Not there's a, a little tournament. bit of that. So so yeah. maybe the flip side of that, mm-hmm. which sounded ridiculous going at the top of Harry Maguire, he he staked his reputation on it uh, the, the last match or the, or the second to last match, mm-hmm. but going into the tournament. And uh, Maguire's had a really good tournament. Yeah, you're absolutely and, and, and right by, to make by that his, point. By his poor... Uh, post late on as well, didn't he, as yeah, well? Yeah. And he was unlucky. I, yeah. loved his, I love his marauding. Oh, I yeah. love when he starts yeah. marauding. Like you never see that. It's like a real chaotic energy to it. Like yeah, he doesn't yes. know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, no, I know what you mean. It no, feels it... a bit like the world could crack open. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> but, but, but you're right. You're right to make that point, Pete. And I think that that is one of the triumphs, or well, maybe not tri- triumph is too strong a word, but one of the real plus points of Southgate's tenure in charge of England because he has made it feel like a club side. And every time a player goes into that squad, mm-hmm. or, or by and large, they're elevated. We see that with Pickford. I would say you see that a bit with Stones. Luke Shaw, certainly. Maguire's the obvious one. Um, they are elevated. They are, they, they, are, they are brought up and, 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 and people love playing for England now. They, they absolutely love it. And I think that's one of the big disappointments for this side will be, oh, the, the lad's holiday's kind of finished, you know. Mm. But like I say, there is, there is optimism here. Mm. I think that it does feel that, that there are a lot of similarities. Again, we talk about fine margins and you think, yeah, but it's just not fallen for England again. That ceiling is still there. As I said, they will punch through the ceiling at some point. And I think a lot of these players who played will be a part of the punching. Agree. But I do think, though, in 18 months' time, we're going to win that bloody tournament. Mark my words. He's going again. Yeah. He's going yeah. again. Listen, hard. The Euros can be even tougher than the World Cup, though. Yeah. Yeah. And we can be even better. You're not deterred we by that. We can be even better than we were in this world. <laughs> but you, but that, presumably that is, that is um, resting on the fact that you, you assume Southgate will stay on. Yeah. Um, I think when uh, we were talking pre-tournament about, oh, well, I would take this player and this player and he should start and he should start. Yeah. Pete said that they, you should be duty-bound as pundits to say, yeah, but, and, and who are you taking off and who are you leaving out? Because you have to complete the yeah. conversation. And again, if you're saying Southgate shouldn't stay on, who is coming in? But of course, the decision will rest with Gareth Southgate, but I sincerely hope that he does stay on. I agree. There we are. Right, unless, unless Potch is available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him. I saw him giving the old uh, little uh, fluttering of the eyelashes to the ITV sport cameras. Really, right? Okay. Oh okay. yeah. You're not going to get an Argentinian in charge of England. Terry Butcher won't have it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's have a break. <laughs> If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. discussion point in football that Harry Maguire has a big head and he's able to spread the load Welcome back to the Football Ramble everybody a bit of Guy Mowbray there Biggest head in the, probably in the tournament yeah, you'd say up there. I'd like to see some measurements, but I think, and that's and that's a source of pride for British people. I think yeah. the big the big man's got a big head. English people, English, sorry, yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, at this stage of the tournament, we, we were very so everyone much, got behind England. We were campaigning on behalf of the whole of these this fair nation <laughs> and all all the attached islands. I think. What's up? I'm just I'm staying well away. I from think you me. underestimate our Scottish and Welsh cousins there. Uh-huh. You said rich. islands though; they're on the same one as us. That is true. Yeah. Um, Do you like to expand on that? Isle of Sky, yeah, Isle of Lewis, right, yeah, Isle yeah. of Arran, Jersey, Shetland. Guernsey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Isle of White. Yeah, Isle of White. Exactly. That's part of England, though. Yeah, yeah but it's an island. I think it? you under. <laughs> I think you are doing a huge disservice to the other nations of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, saying mm. that they're not going to get behind England. I think you ascribe a pettiness to them they don't have, and I'm very supportive. Yeah, that's up to you. Yeah, very well played. Very well played. <laughs> right, it's now time for uh, Betfair's popular bet builder. When you bet fair on the World Cup, you can use Betfair's handy app to place your bet builders and you'll get access to some pretty decent handouts too. On today's Ramble popular bet builder, we're looking ahead to Tuesday's semi final, which is Argentina versus Croatia. Should be a great, great game. I'm actually really looking forward to it uh, once I push the. Um, 
the terrible disappointment fully out of my mind, yeah, yeah. which I haven't been able to do yet. Um, but it will be great. Marcus, you're up first. Mm. What are you going for as part of um, uh, BetFest Popular Bet Builder? These teams will be drawing at half time. A KG1. Mm. A KG1. Mm. I can see that's a really good shout, I think. I can see that. Um, very, very nice start. Jim, you're up next. I agree that it will be a KG1, Croatia being the world's most stubborn team, but I think Argentina will win it in normal time. I expect them to edge it. Okay, nice. And Peter? And if they do edge it, it will be just an edge. One goal, winning by one goal. This is That's so, one goal. This is so uh, in sync because my final one mm. is it's going to be Lionel Messi to score the goal. Well, so we've got uh... <laughs> a cagey start, drawing at half-time courtesy of Marcus, Argentina to actually do it in the second half and win in normal time from Jim, them to do it by a single goal uh, from Pete, and I will choose Lionel Messi to score that goal. Oh, um, who's on the phone? Is it Mr. Narrative? Oh, it's a great narrative. Well, but Messi's are you, are you, last tournament. You're picking Messi to score at any time, though, aren't you? I am, but he has to score in the second half for the rest of you guys to be happy. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> true. Yeah, well, I mean, it could be one all at half time, of course. Good point. Good point, Marcus. Good point. One all at half time. Yeah. I just had to go on to win in the second <laughs> half by a single goal. Still counts. And Messi just scored a winner. Yeah, it's okay. fine. Yeah. Six all at half time. There we go. Still counts. Still fine. KG six all. Let's hope that happens. <laughs> exactly. A KG exactly. six all. So a five pound bet on this popular bet builder will return £72 and one P. If we win, all that money goes to Prostate Cancer UK, a fantastic charity, a well-worthy cause. Um, so do look out for that. Exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook, T's and C's apply, 18 plus. For more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. Right, chaps, back to the World Cup quarterfinals. Uh, Morocco won, Portugal nil. And this Incredible. was a great story. Incredible stuff. Yeah. <laughs> They've made history the first African nation to reach the semi-finals of the World Cup. It was bound to happen sooner or later, but to be honest, one could have been forgiven for thinking it might happen later. Yeah. Because traditionally, it's been the West African sides that have gone um, quite far in, in recent years in the competition and uh, none of them have really been pulling up trees. But this Morocco side are, are canny operators. They're a good side, as we know. In the Africa Cup of Nations, they were edged out on Egypt. You know, Egypt will do that to you. Um, so they didn't have a great tournament there. But old Walid Red Ragu has... Uh, had other ideas. He's not been in the job very long at all, has he? No, which actually maybe that is more of a, a more grist to them the Southgate outmill. Just <laughs> <laughs> take yeah. him right up to the eve of the tournament and get rid. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, this is an astonishing story for that mm. reason, isn't it? I mean, a, a big part of, of the reason that, the, that he's come in at all is that the previous coach was refusing to pick Hakim Ziyech, and it was becoming absolutely ridiculous. Mm. I mean, he wasn't at the Afcon and they suffered for it because they they played like a drain. Really, they were yeah. very dull to watch in that tournament. And this, it was not obvious that this was coming at all, was it? And now, Marcus, you often make the point that the World Cup semi-finalists, if you look at the, the games mm. that could have been, yes. that 2002 would have been South Korea against Turkey. Yeah, 94 I mean, would have been uh, Sweden versus Bulgaria. Exactly, right. The big so, teams win the semis. They, they tend to, right? But Dream killer. But like Argentina-Croatia is a funny one. Croatia were finalists in, mm-hmm. before, so well, you, we could, you have could actually last see, them, see them get in there. So this can go one or two ways for me. It's like, is there a Greece factor to Morocco? No. Could they, could they no, Greece a, their way through, I'm, Marcus? I'm, I'm sorry, they can't. Because <laughs> dream. They're, playing, they're playing front and Morocco... Sorry, do you think they should still play the game, though? No. Anyway. <laughs> no, I think they should be dignified and not bother. Uh, no, we're fine. They, we're, oh, we've had a, speak yeah. to Chris Tarrant. We've had a lovely day, yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah. We'll take the money. Go out on your own terms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> should no, we just no, do no. it with dice? Yeah. Where's those past the pigs? You, you, yeah. you, of course, the, 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 the neutrals or, or the majority of the neutrals now want Morocco yeah. to go all the way. We all want that. Let's be honest, England are out. It would be incredible. And it's, you talk about ceilings with England. Look, this is, it, this prompted Shakira to tweet it full time, this time for Africa. 
I mean, that's nice presuming, what, from it's presuming what should be said in a tax trial. Tax purposes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was not in Spain. I was yeah. in Africa, actually. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Look how much I love Africa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but it, you know, it's a remarkable achievement. And, and they've beaten Spain and Portugal on the way. Yeah. Blimey, that is two huge Would scales. you bet against them? Yes, France? I, I genuinely. I would bet I against them. I know they've got injuries, but. Do you think. Oh, do you think um, France are a cut above, though, aren't they? France are a cut above. And also, uh, I've made the point. Take the With England. Oh, I think. With that keeper? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Do you think Gianni Infantino feels Moroccan today? I think he feels all sorts of things today. I think he ever feels like a tit. <laughs> today I feel like so, a wanker. So, so Mark- That's every day, Gianni. So, Marcus, so... I mean, France are a cut above and also... You think to, raise, to, to raise, it, raise their game yeah. those extra times, I just I don't think it, it's possible. But but he'd look in the first. The fair. argument to <laughs> saying that they could do it is actually what they did is they contained Spain and yeah. they contained Portugal. So actually they've not been as exciting as say France to watch. But I mean who who is quite frankly? Why do you hate Africa, Marcus? Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus, so they're very tidy on the ball. They're really yeah. solid at the back, uh-huh. and they've got absolutely nothing up top. Yeah. So what, what about that? Like Gianni like Infantino, yeah. <laughs> um, I, w- I would, I would say that the thing that goes against them beating France, other than the obvious stuff, you know, yeah. that, that Marcus has already touched upon, is that um, they're not. I don't think they're that really well set up to beat France. And mm. what I mean by that is they don't really have the chance. They don't really create loads and loads of chances. No. I'm not sure if they can exploit the mm. f- defensive defensive weaknesses that France have got the way that England were able to. It would go up penalties if, and, if they were ever going to get through, I think. And I think, you know, mm. they, they, they haven't really looked like conceding. They've only obviously the only goal mm. they've conceded has been their own goal. So no, mm, no other yeah. team's actually scored against them. But if <laughs> that's you, a lovely but That's what makes you yeah. think of Greece. But I but I think there's a very, very big difference between keeping a team like Spain at the moment out yep. and keeping France out. Mm-hmm. And I think alongside the fact that as you've already alluded to Marcus to lift yourself again mm-hmm. is really tough I think obviously France are going to be massive favourites but I mean you, know, you genuinely never know I just don't want there to be a France-Croatia final game because it would be so boring No, I, I, but they know. did have a couple of chances to, to score again against Portugal mm-hmm. but well, I, mean, they, I mean they did score against because, Portugal because the, the way that those knockout games transpire Jim is the idea that once you go a goal ahead the, the other team becomes more and more desperate mm. and they have yeah, to leave gaps. Absolutely. And Morocco Morocco were nowhere near rufous enough in character. Mm. The final product overall Awful. from Morocco was really, Awful. really poor. Yeah, I mean, that, that goal from Ennesri, what a leap. I, I, can I say, I've never seen, and anyone who wants to come onto social media and disavow me this notion with links, I'm happy to receive them, I'll be watching them. Yep. I've never seen a player jump higher than that. It's never happened. <laughs> Peter, would you like to bring Celeste Ferdinand to the table? Well, he He's floated. never jumped higher than that because no, the sports nutrition's got so much better. Yeah. Didn't Calvert-Lewin have one where he leapt over a player almost? Yeah, he did. And also there was that Ronaldo overhead kick against uh, Juventus. Juventus, wasn't it? Where he was about 10 feet up in the I air. Think, I think an overhead <laughs> kick's a different category because of the momentum. Mm. I think if you're talking about a header, I don't personally believe anyone's ever jumped higher than that in football history. It, 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 it was Ronaldo. Oh, it, it was up there. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was literally, literally right up there. there. It, was well, like, it was like the goalkeeper didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, when, when Ronaldo came on, you did think to yourself, oh, the seed is set for him to, to get them back yeah. into yeah. the What stage. actually happened was having a 37-year-old up front for the most yeah. important mm. part of the game wasn't that useful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jim. It's a bit like Carnu now. Yeah. Could it be his last World Cup or will he still be there in four years? You, you wouldn't you'd put it past it. Portugal's sake that he will retire from international football now, right? Mm. I mean, he's one... He's, he's level with the all-time international appearances, so I'm sure he'll probably play a few more just to get that record. <laughs> indeed, but indeed he you, will. Surely, surely they cannot take him to the next Euros. <laughs> yeah, you, he, ca- yeah, He came on um, with, I think, just over 40 minutes to go, if you include injury time, and he made five passes, of which three were completed. 
But so he didn't have an effect on the game really. But um, he had that chance. He did. Yeah. And if he had scored that, he didn't. So who cares? Yeah. If he if he had scored that yeah, chance, yeah, yeah. people would have been like, okay. The funny thing is, he, he he's taken to the Euros much more than the World Cup. He's won the Euros and scored a lot of goals, but he's failed to score in all eight of his knockout stage appearances at the World Cup, which is quite a remarkable stat for a man who's scored so many international goals. It is goals. incredible, really, yeah. Yeah, because I think he's the top scorer in the European Championships history, of course. But yeah, he made his 196th appearance for Portugal last night. I mean, that is, is absolutely incredible. Mm. Yeah. Let's not forget that. I know we Given that of... the average professional I mean, career sure. for a player, I think in this country, is yeah. two years. Yeah. So he's basically played loads. He's probably played five seasons worth of games just for Portugal. I know. <laughs> It's, it's, it's remind, and you think about injuries, and you think about you know competition for places, blah 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 blah, all that sort of stuff. You know, he will appear over two hundred times for Portugal. And when you see some of the the, the, the you know years ago, when you think um, you know the, the highest appearance holders for certain countries, you now this person's got over a hundred cat, and they've got one hundred and twenty. And you think, oh my god, in the modern era, you can't surely do all that kind of yeah. stuff. Two hundred. Flipping Nora, yeah. But he went off crying down the tunnel, of course, at the end of the game, which yeah, is because the World Cup is playing the hits, isn't it? Yeah, a, a lovely, that. lovely dive from Pepe. Which oh, it's amazing to see. It's like, great absolutely to see. <laughs> he had a chance, didn't he? He did, have and a he chance. got a kiss on the back of the head from an opposition player. It <laughs> <laughs> was unbelievable. I love that. that at the time. Cracking. I rewound re- 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 that. I watched it again. Um, <laughs> we got the hat trick of tears. We got Neymar, Suarez, and Ronaldo, which we were all yeah. after. Um, the, fin- <laughs> the final end of level boss is, of course, Piers Morgan crying. Jim, as you yeah. said, mm-hmm. we hopefully see that at some point. Yeah. Um, but it was. It was it's been. Um, it's been a remarkable tournament for refereeing and for really high-profile players crying to the point where I've had people who've messaged me uh, who don't really like football saying, um, yeah, I'm watching the World Cup. Um, it's for all, always this many players crying. <laughs> I, I couldn't really remember. Do you think it's something that's come come to the fore more recently? No, I, th- I think it's fairly common. It's a huge deal. To, I mean, think about how, how we all felt last night. Even the smallest countries feel like that when they go out. And it's, oh, I, I would be playing, crying if I was playing, a player. Yeah. Like, I felt so tense watching that game. I always mm. feel really tense. I can't sit still, just like can't focus on anything else, babbling, like an absolute <laughs> nervous wreck. Imagine playing in a game yeah. like that. Mm. I think, it's, of course, it's all going to come out at the end. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, while uh, Kadira received one of the most forgettable red cards you could argue in the 93rd minute. He, that was an amazing cameo. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to come on uh, and I'll be honest with you now, I'm it's going to be mayhem and I'm going <laughs> to essentially just maraud around and mm-hmm. cause as much chaos as I can. This is going to be memorable. No, it was, yeah. it was, I mean, you say it's a forgettable red card. I bloody loved the cameo. Yeah, it to be like... fair, I said forgettable and memorable in the same breath. <laughs> <laughs> For memorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, I thought, it, was I thought it was like um, two thought, yellows as well. Yeah, you can see someone coming on. They're full of beans, and they go boof, and they go. Oh no! Whereas that guy, he's had, he's had two bites of the cherry. <laughs> Big of Boober cars was similarly mad. I enjoyed that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I was really worried actually at that point because they did still have a little bit of time to close the game out. And so often in these games, the big team do go on to grind it out and win it. And I thought, oh god, is this going to be the, the opening that Portugal need? But no. It, no, it was kind of a tale of two keepers, really, wasn't it? So obviously, Bono was just like. Every time Portugal tried to close him down and apply a bit of pressure, apply a bit of a press, he was just so assured and he's yeah. so good with his feet. I, I, I thought he was. Uh, he's been fantastic. He, I think he's been brilliant. This, another, uh, another clean sheet for him. Exactly. Yeah. Defensively, yeah. they've been they've been brilliant, as as, as you say. Bruno Fernandes uh, wasn't happy though. He said, "I don't know if they're going to give the trophy to Argentina." This was, of course, 
in response to being asked about the Argentinian referee who officiated that game. And he said, uh, I don't care. I'm going to say what I think and screw them. It's weird that a ref officiates us from a country still in the competition. Clearly, they've tilted the field against us. I agree with you. It's a huge accusation. It is a huge accusation, right? But, I mean, it's the definition of a conflict of interest, right? Mm -hmm. It shouldn't even be... A conversation. It's it's ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, like they're in position. I mean, they don't get get given these games like a week before, do they? I mean, they're all in place for the games that they're going to. No, be I think, I think, to the, be... I think to the latter stage they start to thin out. The referees I don't think have been as good, and they give them. The oh, biggest. do they? Right. I think okay. So, yeah. Okay. But I don't think you can you can have that sort of conflict of interest. Look, I'm sure I'm sure the man's a professional. That's what everyone's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's what FIFA will will be expecting, but. Only he knows if sort of marginal calls go a certain way. It's just you, you should. But that's you what VAR is for. That. We have to. We have to be. Obviously, it's easy for us to sit here and and complain about a referee and stuff, and it's a tough job and all the rest of it, and it's really hard on this kind of scrutiny. And I, I don't think anyone in the media in this country um, would argue that we've 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 kind of showered ourselves in glory when it comes to the treatment <laughs> of referees as a, as a nation over the years. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we're not personally responsible for that, but we're part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the referee and performances overall. Have been really, really poor. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's, and it's VAR implementation as well. It's exactly, and I think something that uh, it's not surprising because it's FIFA in charge of it, and they can't run a bath, and they're terrible at everything, uh, genuinely. So it's not surprising. But I mean, you see, did you hear Emmy Martinez' comments after the after well, the game? Yeah. And they won the game. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I thought the referee in that Argentina Holland game was probably worse even than the referee last night. Yeah, oh, it was clownish. It was so, so poor. But Argentina got a couple of decisions in their favour. They did. So, so he, they he did, did forget that. They did, but I think with, I, I think, you say you forgot that, but when you talk about, if you talk about Martinez's comments, I think there's an element with players at the top level with this kind of thing, where they just, they don't like the chaos of it. No. They don't like the uncertainty of it. To them, I reckon if you sat down with them and said, yeah, but you got a couple of decisions, they would probably say, but that's not what I care about. Uh, yeah. What I care about is a consistency of, of actually being in charge of the game. And the only, the only um, caveat I would say, to, and, and the only thing I would say to that referee in the Argentina-Holland game is that I admit from as a, from a viewer's perspective, that was a very very tough game to referee, mm-hmm. but I don't think he was in control of it at any point, and he compounded it mm-hmm. um, with his performance. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I think the thing with that, normally when you have a really bad refereeing performance at a World Cup, it's someone who um, has just lost control of it, and that, that it just looks a bit um, looks a bit mad. He looked like he'd won a competition. He was having the time of his life. That was at least quite enjoyable. He's like, "Yay, I'm going to book everyone." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. loving it. That's, that's messy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well, at least he had a good time. I suppose. Yeah. But one of the men of this World Cup is is definitely well Red, Red Raggy, and he's been in charge for eight games in a hundred days. Incredible. Exactly. And he's been such a driving force with this Morocco side, and it does go to show that a manager can have an influence because often people say, well, what can you really do at international level? And with some squads, obviously, that's more prevalent than others. But he's been remarkable. And what's, what's actually mad about it, Marcus? Sorry to cut in, is that he's basically doing what Alan Pardew volunteered to do for England. <laughs> I can't believe Give me that. one tournament, get me in there, win, mm. lose or bust. Yeah. Pardew's looking at why that are we talking about and he's in absolute tears. Look, should right. be me. Why is lose different to bust? Thrown up in... <laughs> <laughs> or did he just get a thing about busts? I might have misquoted him there. Right, okay. But it's him, so probably not. He, he, he feels like it should be him being lifted up and down. Mm. Mm. All right, fine. All right. If you're if if we're, if we're all going in, Pete said earlier that what you need at international level, what England need is a dad. 
Is that why it didn't work with Sven? Because they had an uncle. <laughs> a party uncle. Yeah. Yeah. They had mum's dad. Mum's new boyfriend. But he has, he has, Regragui has done really, really well. He's incredible. The journey's unbelievable. I think what he's been able to do, he's been able to instill a huge amount of like defensive discipline and and it's not just the case that he's coming and said, let's have a great time and we'll, yes. we'll enjoy it more if we win. Mm. He's made them really well drilled as well. Now, I'll be honest with you, I don't know, I didn't see them before this, mm-hmm. so I don't know what they were like before. You've been charged for eight games, so don't beat yourself up. No, but what, what I'm saying is I don't know what type, you say Morocco lost, lost out to Egypt in the African Cup of Nations. Mm. I, I vaguely remember that, but I don't remember how they played. Mm. So it I can't tell you. Very, if he, very pedestrian. Right, fine. So <clears throat> maybe he's building on the platform that's been given before. I know their record was pretty good, but I don't know how they played is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Incredible for him, and he'll be the manager of the tournament. He should be, but then yeah. FIFA won't give it to him because they'll give it to someone mental. The same way they. Well, I mean, you, I mean, if Argentina went on and win it, you have to give it to Scaloni. But with with uh, Red Raggy, he said today, I think it's impossible that Manchester City or Barcelona will hire an Arab coach. They don't even think about it as we're not worthy, or, or we're seen as ignorant or incapable of such a task. So he's flying the flag very much for yeah. for Arab coaches. He would say, you know, African footballers may have said this before, but suddenly the pathways open and you see the development. It's been. There's been a huge, uh, mm. uh, uh, you know, I don't know, development or recognition, whatever you want to say, uh, with regards to those kind of players. So, I mean, I, I, I understand the point he's he's making and he's certainly flying the flag there. So perhaps maybe um, he will be um, very crucial and, and, and key in, 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 in helping turn heads towards um, Arab coaches. And we certainly wish him well with that. But Morocco, yes, they're in the semi-final against France. And my goodness... That will be a big one. You know, you have a lot of Moroccans living in France, of course, so it will be a very, very emotional one. I, yeah. uh, I, I can't remember. It might have been the aforementioned Julian Laurent who said that on, on, on the BBC. And in the other one, Argentina versus Croatia. And, and of course, Croatia beat Argentina. Was it 3-0? They, 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 they thumped them in the group stage in the, in the, in the last World Cup. So uh, it's it's intriguing. Obviously, very sad that England aren't there, but they're not. So let's not keep going on about that. We should we should be praying for an Argentina Morocco final because it could be a, a crowning of Lionel Messi as the greatest player of all time, uh-huh. or quite literally the most remarkable story in World Cup history. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. So yes, we will be back on Tuesday to to preview the first semi final between Argentina and Croatia. Hit the subscribe button in your favourite podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. So, um, yeah, England have gone, but the, the feeling is slightly more hopeful, though, we think. Well, yeah. I certainly think that. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there we are. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble part of the ACAST Creator Network. Um, it's been a pleasure having you all listen to us. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Forza Morocco. <laughs> Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.